0: If your footwear is out of date, head to RunwaySneakerCloset.BigCartel.com. That's RunwaySneakerCloset.BigCartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's RunwaySneakerCloset.BigCartel.com.
1: Yo, 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 what's going on, people? This is After Hours Live for the man, K. We got a fulfilled, pack show today. I'm your host, Tay Wig.
0: And you know the co-host here, Mark Saints
1: You know we ride shotgun. So first and foremost, we'll get right into it. You know, the hot debate button so far been the NCAA, the NCAA. stepping in and suspending the Chase Young. Highest more ho- hopeful trophy winner, hopefully, defensive end for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Right now, the Ohio State Buckeyes are 9-0. Like went in went true truly fashion. The team scares me like the same. This is like the team that they had back in 2015. They're following up as Memphis with their star head coach, Anthony Hardaway. And they're trying to suspend his guy, James Wiseman, who's arguably supposed to be a number one consensus pick overall for the NBA. And we look at this NCAA stuff. Ever since they passed these bills in certain states to put players can play for their light. The NCAA said, whoa, whoa, whoa there. You know y'all got the players. We still control these guys. We let you know when they can play and cannot play. So you, so when I'm looking at these type of suspensions, and you looking at where Chase Young, a family friend, quote, unquote, loaned him some money, and he said he paid it back. Now, the NCAA knew about this Is 2018. Why come out in 2019 and try to do something about it then? Why you do nothing about it then in 2018? Well, you, he could have been suspended for the first three, four games of the season. But you're going to wait. No, no, no. But they're going to wait, Marcus, till you get halfway through, done with the season. We're about 85% through with the season. Then when it comes to suspending the guy, four games, he already said he paid the family friend back. But you know who else got knocked for this? The family friend. Who in that circle told?
0: Right. Somebody had to tell. I mean, because it's really none of the NCAA business if he borrowed money from family. So that's back. Exactly. So family had to tell if if it was really his family, nobody would have told. So I'm starting to think maybe it was a uh, you know that that relative, you know, two, three, four generations away. You know, you still mm-hmm. call him uncle and, and, and cousin, even though you really don't know how you related. I think it was probably one of those relatives, but still, even if it was, I I don't think that NC Double A should have stuck his nose in it. You no, know, you know, it's like if he was in dire need, you know, because like we said, like we talked about before on the pod. Uh, college basketball, you know, athletes don't really got that much income, so if he needed some food, he needed money on his books, exactly. Exactly. you know, what they would, would have suspended him then if a family member was getting loan on that money to do that, I doubt right. it. So, it, it's, it's tricky to me, and it's always, the top star athletes, it's always the weeks before the big game,
1: you know, their timing is always terrible. Right, and to what you said, I gotta follow this back up, because I'm keep throwing light out there on it until something happened. So you telling me Tata Baluva, the quarterback, of uh, Alabama, family from Hawaii. Ironically, that his 50 members of his family flies over from Hawaii to Alabama. Not only to stay, to live there, because he has a brother there too as the backup quarterback. Now you telling me. That's it's it's you telling me that's all the shady business going on there. Do you know how much that airline ticket cost to fly from here to Hawaii? It's almost a grand, <laughs> grand and a half. So you t- if you take that grand and a half, people, you take that and you times that by fifty people. That's seventy five thousand dollars before taxes. So you telling me that family got enough. We uh, go. on. Listen. All right. We go old school days, Jay's. Evans, good times on them. You told me that's only got enough scratch on them to fly all the way over here from Hawaii, where that the average American can't even afford to fly from the from America. I mean, fly from the, the states to the other side of the ocean to Hawaii, which is part of the United States. Come on, man.
0: Come it, on. That's that good old boy thing, man. They looking out for Alabama. You know they're down south team. Alabama, Louisiana. They gonna look out for all
1: of them. Come on, you been telling me? That Alabama, they're going through this whole little stretch with nothing, as a clean slate. I'm going to piggyback what the great Eric Dickerson said, the running back, who has, you know, played for a team who played for the, who had a death penalty as SMU, who wanted to have a Hall of Fame-type career in the NFL. He said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So you telling <laughs> me that Nick Saban is not cheating? All these coaches, big call. Big call, one way or another. So mean, Ohio these
0: state had they Ohio had three state coaches in yeah, yeah. scandals while Saban been there. He ain't been in one scandal. They, the right. U-
1: Urban Meyer been the scandal? Trussell been in the scandal. The, you know with Jim Trussell, the infamous Gucci by Terrell Pryor. Everybody <laughs> you know Urban Meyer hiding his guy under the rug for domestic violence that he been knew about. This is the same guy been his coaching staff's in Florida. So you tell me they don't know? Come on. Let's be honest, people. When you turn to ESPN, they're going to kill you with Alabama LSU, Auburn. Because why, if you telling people this, ESPN and the SEC has a contract going. So, therefore, your team will never get the same love as the other team With The wrong time, like he said before, they got a young core defensive guys. The linebacker crew is pretty shaky. You win a couple of slants on them, you off to the races. And Ty Blue should not have been out there. But anyways, but back to these scandals, like I was saying. So you tell me, like you said, Marcus, the good old boys, Alabama. You tell me, Nick Saban, Nick Saban never ever had a scandal going on. Come on, man. It's ironically, it's it, how is it to me that he always clean. get the numb? It's, it's too clean. When they say it's too clean, you can always find a stain. I can always find a stain if it's too clean. If it's too clean, you can find a stain. NCAA, you like to invest on Ohio State. You like to invest on the Memphis Penny Hardaway goes back to his alma mater and head coach. I think that I think James Wise, I think somebody gave him a thousand dollars to help his family or pay a. Pay, I think it's helping his mom pay a bill off. But you talk, we not sitting back. and talk about the coaches who are actually making making contracts, signing five to six year deals for north of the border for twenty five million dollars. Some of these coaches make these college <laughs> coaches make more than the NFL coaches.
0: <laughs> right. That's why they never leave. There's no reason to. If they gonna make the uh, big boy money in the co- in the in the college ranks. Why come to NFL and be under that pressure?
1: Every school has got hit with some type of thing. Every school has done it before. But the but Alabama's. I'm gonna tell you another school. that, that is it's kind of funny they don't get hit with something. Duke University men's basketball team. Now Coach K was the right. guy who never gets one and done. Man, he always said that you know my guys they come here they are gonna play two or three years tops. Now he get, he's jumping in the pool and one and does. I'm going to tell you who else probably – I'm going to tell you some people who ain't been paying attention to who, who fell off people's radar. Jim Calipari. Man, he was the infamous guy. He always get hit with a sanction. For the last three years, his nose been clean. He's saying, you know what? I'm going to lay low because he know for a fact if I keep going out and get all these guys that that uh I'm going to get caught. But you're looking at Duke and Alabama. These are the creme de la creme teams of the South. These teams, don't two teams can't do no wrong. These are teams that people like. I'm waiting for a scandal to come out. I know Coach K got one. Just Remember, Marcus, Joe Paterno, the late Joe Paterno who passed away at Penn State, mm-hmm. he had all, all the, his scandals that come out to Jeff said, Dusty, somebody actually told. And you telling me that, Jim? Joe Paterno Ben knew what was going on inside them locker rooms and the doors just closed. He knew he had a pedophile on hand. He knew. I'm saying the NCAA is a full of crap because... You got these kids putting it out on the line, and one thing I don't like about the NCAA too that people I need to share some light, too. These kids go to college and they play these sports. If they break anything, the NCAA and the institution tell them we are not responsible. You choose to play this sport, so you tell me I get injured on on team time as a work. You get injured on company time, the job has to pay for your medical expenses because you get hurt on the job. So you tell me these kids go to these institutions that some of these kids. Go to this institution where they got some of the best medical field. You tell me when these kids get injured that the bill don't get footed to the school, it get footed to the parent. Shame Hmm. on the NCAA. Shame on you. You guys make billions of dollars every year off the collegiate sport.
0: Don't make no sense, man. It's like the biggest scam. The NCAA. The
1: the NCAA is a scam. It's a scam. That's why I'm glad they're getting rid of the room. Well, the high school kid can declare himself eligible to go play back in the NBA basketball. That's why I thought it was fun because you want to see some of these young guys as out there is doing, doing their thing. All right. Just we so on the NCAA. We can stick there. The college football post stand, um, standings came back out. Rounding, we're going to start from number four. Number four is Alabama at 8-1. and one. Number three, Clemson found their way back in at 10-0. Ohio State is at 9-0 and at number two. And number one is the LSU Tigers. Now you look at the teams on the outside looking in. You got Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. The, I think this has been their highest ranking ever since I can remember. They are a nine right. and zero, sitting number seven. Number six is Oregon at eight and one. Number five, Georgia, eight and one. So it's kind of funny when you look at here. It's a lot of you look at from three, four, five. You look at yes, three, four, and five. You look at That's a lot of SEC teams, the ACC <laughs> teams, but you got you got. LSU is a SEC, Alabama SEC, uh, Georgia is what SEC I believe too, and you're looking at those one, two, three, and four, and, you, and Crimson ACC. So those four Southern teams that's in the top, in the top, top ten. Then you look at the, you got two Big Ten schools. That's the only two. And you have one Pack Ten school. That's Oregon. And I'm looking at it, that's, kind of, that's kind of I don't like that demographics and. and if I had to kick a team off the top four right now, if you look at Clemson's schedule, their schedule is weak. I keep hearing that the, the Ohio State schedule is weak, that Ohio State don't play nobody. We look at the strength of schedule, Ohio State played a lot of guys that was ranked this year. Let's see. Alabama just played their first really legit first ranked team this past weekend. And it shows what happened when they play somebody in the, in the upper upper echelon of being a top team. These guys came out the best, though.
0: Right. So I, mean, you, huh? I was gonna say Ohio State has played like four or five ranked teams already. I mean, some of them not ranked no more, like Michigan State, uh, and I think Nebraska was ranked when they played them. Those teams ain't ranked mm-hmm. no more. But then it's some teams that wasn't ranked, like Indiana and Cincinnati, mm-hmm. that's ranked now that Ohio State just ran all over. <laughs>
1: right. You, you look at the teams like Alabama beat; these teams will never be ranked. They're they going to run up in Tennessee. They're going to be the team. Like I said, they playing teams like Towson University. Ohio State gets slapped because they're going to play Cincinnati. But like I keep telling everybody, Alabama don't play nobody because Alabama going to play a team like Georgia Southern and Georgia State and get praises for it. Or, or Alabama just took care of business. I mean, a school that small, when you look at the football uh, the football aspect, this picture of it, Alabama supposed to go to Georgia Southern and thump them for sixty. Ohio State posted to go to Cincinnati and go dump them for 40. It happens. It happens. But if I, if, if me being what I know, I can, I got to take Alabama out. Defense shaky. Quarterback play is, is spotty right now. If I had a chance, I'm taking Alabama out. I was going to move Alabama down to seven. Yeah, folks, I said it. Alabama, move them down to seven. I would move Oregon up. I would move Oregon up one spot. To to five, move Minnesota up to six, and move Georgia to move Georgia to four, and not and you can't go wrong with one or two with Ohio State or LSU. They, they, they think right. that's pretty okay because who they play. Yeah, that's, that's the reason fair. why they got number one. That's fair because they got number one. They did beat Alabama, but it's weird though. If LSU had lost to Alabama, LSU would have been dropped out of to the top dropped out of to the top four. If Ohio State would have lost, Ohio State would have definitely dropped out to top four. Ohio <laughs> State would have dropped by five spots. Ohio State would have been number seven or number six easily, folks. Alabama lose one game. They move down one spot. You got to be kidding me. If they move down one spot? One spot? One they, should spot be out the top. they should be out the top four. When I look at this committee, when I look at the, this NCAA committee, it is a <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Capital J-O-K-E. It's
0: a joke. It is no way. I mean, I wouldn't have put them back in the top four until the last game of the season against Auburn, the rival. They beat got, Auburn. Yes. If they beat Auburn, you can put them back in the top four. But you can't just knock them down one
1: spot. One spot?
0: <laughs> and one they knock
1: spot? Ohio State down the spot. They knock Ohio State down the spot, and they blown that team to smithereens <laughs> without Chase Higgins. I'm going to say it again. My Dave Chappelle voice. They blew that team to smithereens. <laughs> and you look yeah. at it. You look at it. If you had to pick, all right, Heisman, we're going to go back to this again. We're going to do this pretty much all, almost every time now. Marcus, today they pick a Heisman Trophy winner? So my Heisman Trophy finalists, to be honest with you, number one, going with LSU quarterback Joe Barrow. Joe
0: Barrow. I cannot Hel- disagree with that.
1: A hell of a resume. Hell of a resume. Number two going with Chase Young. It's very rare you see a defensive guy winning that. Chase Young with Ohio State. I think he's right now I think he's the all time sack leader now at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Then number three, it's kinda tough. It's kind of tough. (sighs) Number three, you know, everybody keeps talking about the other quarterbacks. I'm gonna go with Justin Fields. The reason I'm going with the reason I'm going with Justin Fields, we know what we know what Chase Young resume look like. We know what Joe Burrow resume look like. It's funny though, cause you got two Buckeyes up here and one for my Buckeye. Uh, the reason I picked Justin Field, I think he threw. To be honest with you, we threw twenty eight touchdowns or one interception. That's the best touchdown interception ratio in the country. I don't hear his name getting no love out there for the crazy there, perfect what he's doing, and that's the reason I put him up there as one of my he- my Heisman Trophy uh, finalists. Justin Young, tw- I think he's 28 touchdowns, 28 touchdowns, not to be a, to be not to be quoted on 20 28, 27 touchdowns, to one interception, Marcus, one INT. Tony, that that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. He's he don't he's a 6'3 quarterback, 225. He don't look 6'3, 225, folks. <laughs> so who is your <laughs> high trophy specialist?
0: Yeah, so oh, I'm gonna high-end. go with uh, Joe Burrow, who's been like Ohio State guy. You uh, know, we talked about that before. He's a transfer. Then I'm gonna right. go with uh, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm putting Justin Fields in there too at uh, at three. Uh, and then I, I really like what I you know I know we just uh, ragged on um <laughs> Alabama, but uh, I was impressed with that quarterback. You know, the Hawaii guy. You know, after he got hurt, he still you know stuck in there, still fought through. You know, and I. I was really low on them uh, before that game, but after that game, I felt like you know he he's he's pretty damn good, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but when so, you look tour. at that game, so you look at Todd Talk Blue, so when you look at that game. Everybody, says, oh, he ain't get blown out. I said, dude, that the score might not say it, but the the play on the field says something different when you actually sit there and watch the game. LSU normally it's vice versa. Normally, Alabama is the team that boat race you to the finish line and score real fast. With the Hurry Up defense, for some reason, it flip flop. Nick Saban didn't have an answer for LSU, and, and they coach there. You know, we haven't here in about eight years. They've been kicking our tails. So I thought we had to get my boys out there. We can get this level. That's what they did. They went out there. They played LSU Tiger football. They played. If they play like that. They could actually be the national champ, national champions too. I feel like for some reason, I think it's gonna be Ohio State and LSU. I think it's going to be the matchup that Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow say Joe Burrow do beat Ohio State in the national championship, we talk about a sweet victory, redemption. Out of all the quarterbacks, he had to play behind to get to actually go somewhere. He had to play behind J.T. Barrett, Cardale Jones. He, he was there Haskins. out there. Wayne Haskins. That um, and we are naming some cream, la cream quarterbacks who won games for Ohio State. So when you say it's going to be your turn, you go. When they had JT. He was gonna be the backup. He fell to the two spot. When they got Cardell, he was gonna be the backup. He fell down to number three twice, folks. He said, "Fool me once, nigga, fool me twice, but three times I had to hit this road, Jack." He went to LSU, and he's showing you why he should have been starting at Ohio State. He said, "Hell, oh, they got Justin Fields coming in. I'm definitely out of here. to do what's best boy, yeah. you. I'm gone. He never looked back, and, it, and you know, hats off to him." been a as other people will say he's been a baller.
0: Baller.
1: Well college, college football. So we got that out the way. <laughs> so now I want to, uh the topic I got I wanna talk about is the Quebec Canada hockey player, Jonathan Diaby, twenty four year old defenseman for the Canadian semi pro league. Um we know hockey is pretty much dominated by the Caucasians and stuff like that. But to actually get an African American or just the African player, or African ca- Canadian, into that sport is like groundbreaking because when you want, like, I, like I'm saying, I don't watch that much hockey. But when I was in Canada a couple of years back, I did stop in the Hockey Hall of Fame. People, okay. you'll be, you be, you'll be surprised how many Africans, Canadians, or wherever they came from, or just black, uh, black man playing hockey. How many jerseys they have in that Hall of Fame? Just reading it, let you know the stuff that they went through on some of the call. On the, I'm on on reading some of the stuff that he been hackled been called the N-word. He said he had to suck his pride out of. It. He said, you no, know, he getting they they getting dirty with him, hitting him even harder. If I hit someone harder, he said he had to go to the penalty box. The other guy didn't. We did the same thing. It's crazy. Racism, is, racism is like it's worse than gun violence. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, we know bullets kill people, but at the same time, words cut different through people. When you start talking about someone's race and nationality, you do definitely cross the line because you don't know what him or her thinking when they go home. People have killed themselves, committed suicide with all the stuff people face through racism. This stuff has this stuff is not going to die. It's been here since day one. But at the end of the day, a lot of stuff starts at the dinner table. You gotta tell your kids what racism is. I'll tell my kids when they, when you get old, when you when you go to school and you playing with your white friend y'all that's all you know in elementary school you get with him y'all play y'all become friends. The older you get some kids go to suburban school, some kids play in inner city school The difference in inner city school is pretty much you might have like, it might be like one white kid and the school is ninety nine point nine percent black other than the principal or your teacher.
0: Right, it's the other way around. A data
1: minorities in the inner city. Right. to the suburb, it's more of a diverse. Unfortunately, I'm glad that my parents did get me and move me from the inner city to the suburbs. Went to a multicultural school. Me and you, Marcus, we went to the same high school.
0: Right.
1: We have friends that's all different colors from so black, white, Chinese, Jewish people. We, we had black Jewish kids that went to the school. Right. They say something you. They say something you Monday through Friday. But if you see him out there walking or her walking Saturday with the family, ain't not gonna say nothing because they in their religion. We do not. Right. You respect people's religion. That's one thing I say about this high school I went to. We respect everybody's religion to the utmost. We've been in school with the Muslims wearing the things on their head. We've been to the school when, with the Jewish people got their yarmulkes on their head. We never disrespect anybody. But right. it's, it's 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 weird to say you got grown men and women out here. On that 24-year-old hockey player in, in in Quebec, Canada, his parents is right there. You're telling me that these, let's call it for what it is. You got these idiots dehumanizing that man's parents pouring beer, nachos, pizza, and throwing them all on his on his family and his girlfriend. There ain't no time for that, man. They need to go look at that footage and let Denzel Washington get them all a mall case and send them a Pelican Bay. So,
0: right, and speaking of our high school, we had several uh African American uh players that played on our hockey team.
1: Exactly, I think one was Devaniel Samuel. Yep. I uh, can't think of the other kid name. We had a couple. Right, well, it and that was good. And was good. If you can't get past you hating people because the color of their skin, but not the content of their character, come on, man, get out of here, man. <laughs> I don't hate you, I man. Get out of here, man. I, I hate this type of issue. I will be talking about, but you can't hide the fact that it's still going on. And it's year, it's a year 2019. We about to wrap this up. And 2019 going to 2020 is going to be the same thing on over again. This stuff is dead. This stuff is weak. Cowards dies of a thousand words, but the, mm-hmm. only the strong survive. All right. Uh, another issue, another thing I want to talk about, Marcus. And would you got you got anything you want to talk about that um, to sports wise? Related to yeah, anything, any one of your topics that we got we could touch on real quick. Uh we what we can squeeze
0: in here. Uh let's, let's talk about uh the early M V P race in the NBA.
1: Oh top three? We're gonna go what you gonna top three, top five or let's let's do top five. You know, 'cause I got an opinion on this. Ooh, um, ooh, who you you got,
0: who you got. Man, I think we're gonna have another back to back MVP. I think Giannis right now is firmly in first. Um uh, and after that I don't know, I don't think anybody else matters. You know, maybe you can go uh yeah, everybody else is, like, even standing. Like, I think Giannis is, is once again standing out. You know, he's making the three now. He made four threes, what, two nights ago.
1: Man. Shot Sean. him comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, and then everybody else is, like, it's a couple, you know, we got, uh, and for Phoenix, Devin Booker. Okay.
1: He making an early. Early push, ain't he? Early. Early. Especially last night, boy, Kyrie, he had him on Gregory Hines. <laughs> that, but I'm there. You know, Kyrie is to uh keep that ball on the string. He the cro- he the new crossover guy, as the young folks would say. But Big Devin Booker, though, with the one two bang bang bang, you know, with that little diddy bop, <laughs> man. So so your top five is who you got? Giannis number one. Giannis, uh, I will go with
0: uh, Devin Booker number two.
1: Oh, um, Pug, six or three Phoenix Suns. I see y'all.
0: I will go with uh, Anthony Davis at number uh three. Okay. Um. And then at number four, um, this is where I—that's why I say everybody is like—even you can throw any name in here at number four. But I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic at number four. Big Luka. At, at number five, you know, uh, you know, even though he just got ro- toasted, I'm gonna go with Kyrie at number five. I think uh, he been—he's the only reason why that team is four and four or four and five, whatever it is now. But mm-hmm. so if he wasn't on the team, they'd be off to a real slow start.
1: All right. I'm sorry, Marcus. I got to disagree. I probably, I give you two in there, but I give you one. MVP ranking. Me personally, I agree. Number one, I'm going Giannis. Two, is a freak of nature. Like you said, I seen him hitting the 15 foot jumper lately. He's definitely hitting a couple of threes. Definitely. He started hitting those. What are you going to do? What can you do? Get the mm-hmm. best, he got the best nickname in sports right now.
0: The Freak.
1: This is the second freak that I have seen in my in my lifetime with that nickname. The other one was Devon Curse, defensive man for the Tennessee Titans. And he was a freak, a.k.a. he was a force of nature out there. Number two. Hey, number two, I'm going to just give you this one. Number two, I'm looking at MVP racing. I'm looking at Carl Anthony Towns. The Big Cat. i talk about the Kit Kat ball, The Big Cat. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, You know what? Thirty-two and fifteen with two blocks. It's not too bad for a big man up there in Minnesota. Last time somebody in Minnesota won an MVP, it was my boy the Big Ticket KG back in two thousand four. We just ran up against them big bad Lakers, and we got we got booed out the playoffs in the semifinals. although <sighs> no, the it was the Western Conference Finals we watched in the two thousand. Right. Number that's why I'm looking at the big cat. Number three, LeBron James has not yet missed a game because of low management. <laughs> <laughs> number, number, LeBron James is a solid number three because I can't put him at two you can't put him at one because if you do that LeBron James can win an MVP every year true so I'm going to put LeBron at the solid number three number four may shock some people may not Mr. Lowe management himself Kawhi Leonard <laughs> oh number four <laughs> yeah because he missed like two what was he missed three games already you No, know, three games that he missed I think they were losses they're six and three. Now they missed. He missed two games. Missed two. They games. lost three. The other one they lost. Phoenix blew them out. What Kawhi on the floor. The reason I put Kawhi number four, Mister Low Management. Now y'all, the board guy gets paid. Fun guy, whatever you want to call. Him. But Mister Low Management is going to be his name right now. The reason I'm saying this, this is the reason why I got him number four. Kawhi Leonard right now in NBA is as average and historic thirteen and a half points per game in the fourth quarter. So. He's a walking bucket. So if you plan, so if you plan twelve minutes in the fourth quarter, he's getting thirteen points. That's a bucket per minute, and he takes yeah, his pepper. time on the floor. And he takes his time on the floor on the offensive end. He don't rush it. If you look at the way he's played, it's all. It's like he's a he's, he's a Tim Duncan prototype at the small forward position that could do more. And 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 the reason I'm saying this, Tim Duncan was a beast. Tim Duncan could have easily averaged forty. He didn't have to. Why? He was the ultimate team guy. And what is Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard, is the same thing. He's a replica. He's a duplicate of that Spurs tree. He's an ultimate team guy. The reason I'm putting him in number four, this is another reason I'm putting him in number four. He don't get that much. He don't get that much from his starters right now. But he get more from the bench. The bench is is the bench is MVP worthy. Montreal Harrell and you got Ruiz. i come off the bench and give you 20? 40. That's 40 points between two players. Um number five. Make shots and people. It's going to change throughout the year. Number five may shock you, Marcus. I'm going by Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. another guy averaging 18. He averaging 18 and 16. He's the leading rebounder in the league. Those are great numbers. I'm giving the you see where I'm going with this? I'm giving the big man some love. We know that, we know the the game is heavy dominated by point guards, shooting guards, and small forwards. But hey, let's give this big man some love. Andre Drummond, the Carl Anthony Towns of the world. Asian Jimmy Butler called him, so I noticed Andrew Wiggins points with him. He's averaging 22.6. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 32. Just because one person came in the locker room and changed the culture. Yeah, he did leave him man
0: Right. He a follow before he left. They, uh, now,
1: they on a roll. Now, you're looking at some surprising teams right now in the, in the NBA. The playoffs will start today. The number one overall team would be the Boston Celtics. 7-1. A lot of people said this team wasn't, wasn't going to be that good. They weren't going to be a playoff contending team. I said, you got, you got, yeah, you got rid of Kyrie. We know Kevin but walking and Kyrie are two different classes. But one thing I'm going to say about Cardiac Kimba living here in Charlotte, one thing I'm going to say about him, he's going to play 82 games, Boston people. He's going to give it his all. He's going to play hurt. He don't need low management. He plays through every injury. With no problem. Boston fans are going to love that. He brings it every night. I can't say blood, sweat, for the tears because basketball players don't bleed like that. I'm going to say he brings sweat and sore knees and an aching body every night. Kimba is averaging 26 points per game, people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is he had to deal with his first eight years or his first six or seven years. He had to play with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who shoots the ball like a windup toy. Now he actually got a real legit small forward, in Jason Tatum, who can get a bucket. He got Jalen Brown. Get a bucket. He can rely on certain guys. He can actually sit down and say, you know what? Wow, I'm playing for Boston. I'm playing with a team where I can actually sit down on the bench and get a three- or four-minute breather, which is certainly if he sat down for one minute, that game is going from them being up by five points from him being down by 15 points in a matter of two-and-a-half minutes. Blow the whistle, bring him back in. Kimble Walker, another guy who ha- who might be in the racing for MVP if we keep that play up. But the play you got the, the Toronto Raptors with a huge win. He is Is he a star to make it? He said. Cole, sure. he said, "Look, no Kawhi Leonard, no problem. No Kyle no Lowry, no problem. No Serge Ibaka, no problem. Seven and two. What you gonna do? The Milwaukee Bucks. Seven and three. The Milwaukee Bucks." Holla, 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 for a dollar, dollar, dollar. Not too bad. You get the Miami Heat. Let's get the Miami Heat some love. Six and three. They don't have the, they don't have the big household names on their team, except for Jimmy Butler. But, Jimmy. but this team, right, this team sh- showed you what type of manager they have. This team, when I look at this six and three Miami Heat team, this team shows me what the Miami Heat culture is like. They show me what... Pat Riley can do with anybody. The heat culture. I always hear all people, Udonis Havs don't talk about it. You hear D Wade talking about miles of morning. The heat culture is real, folks. And they sit at number four. The 76ers, six and three. Six and one. there's another team I want to give a shout out. There's two teams I want to give a shout out to. The Indiana Pacers are six and four. That's not too bad because they're missing, they're missing two key players out there. No Miles Turner and no Victor Oladipo, And they still six and four. How about Ronald LaPaul's and the Cleveland Cavaliers? They have four and five. No, They said no LeBron? No problem. No Kyrie? No problem. Yeah, uh, no Tyron No problem. No Game no 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 no, no Griffin? No problem. Colin Saxon? What which, which you want I'm mean, going to let you go ahead, Marcus. Your one guy you always talk about. We always talk about the young bull. Talk about your boy, Kevin Porter Jr. What do think you should go went to Las Vegas and made that?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: like you probably been saying comfortably on a couple of M's right now. What do you like about his game, and what do you think you need to improve on his game?
0: You know, uh, right now, I just like that, that he's listening to uh, John B-line. I think John B-line has came in and done um, more than expected with these young Cavaliers. You know, they're listening to him. They're playing under his uh, his command, and uh, Kevin Porter is certainly doing that. You know, it don't look like he's, you know, whining about his role or coming off the bench. And when he comes in, he attacks, you know, he's, you yes. know, he's a lefty. So, and he's real shifty, you know, his mid-range and, um, you know, attack game is strong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to carry him over, uh, eventually breaking it to being like a starter or even a superstar. But his right. his three-point shot is inconsistent. You know, it's several right. times he's opening that uh, short corner for the three, mm-hmm. and he always, every time I see him take it, he always misses. Only seen him make it, like, once or twice. But he never gets down about it. You know, he missed, but he get right back into play. You know, whereas a lot of young guys, you know, they, they miss a couple of shots, especially wide-open shots. You know, they soak in all the way into, you know, plays later. You know, and him and, you know, uh Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, you know, they all seem to have good chemistry. You know, like, there's no selfishness going on. I think that's why the Cavs are a surprise right now. Even that 4-5 a
1: surprise. Yeah, you know, 4-5, that's actually, you know what I'm saying, still early. It's still young. Look yeah. at this young Cavaliers. Hey, man, shout out to NBA League Pass. If you don't have it, it's a must-have so far. <laughs> sure. This season been a dandy. It's kind of hard now to decipher what teams do you want to watch on the basis, you're watching the job of brands. Like I said, the Phoenix Suns. I saw them taking a lot of their games. I'm looking at the way it's shaping. I'm looking at the young Cavaliers. I'm looking at Colin Saxon. Like you said, Kevin Porter Jr. One thing I like about KP is he plays defense and stuff like that. He get up in the in the, the opponent's face. I love that. I'm looking at these two corner pieces they have on their team. I'm looking at Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. You hear the name coming up in trade talk, but right now. These two guys told them to be traded. The way they've been playing every night, almost both of them guys is averaging a double double. And I like how Kevin Love and Trisha Thompson are taking the younger guys under their ring. Under their, wi- their wing their I say a ring. They got a ring. Under their wing. And I'm looking at Darius Garland. I was watching him play for a couple of games. So three games ago he's lost the confidence in his patented shot. Colin Saxon said so him, you know, I was moving this fast too my rookie year. He said I, they told me to slow it down. He sees the floor different. He's good. He he so. Colin Saxon is so fast he can score almost at any run the floor. But he's slowing it down. He's becoming more efficient. His passing to me right now was the one knock that he he had last year. It'd be a lot of the guys opening that fast break where they'd be open. Period. He wants he want pass He didn't shoot the ball. He got realized, baby. You're not in like Alabama no more playing for Avery Johnson. <laughs> So Pretty now true. I'm looking at Colin Saxon and young Bull, what he did to New York last night. He had New York he had the New York Knicks fans so mad they started booing the GM.
0: Had them come out after the game and address the fans. I ain't yes. never seen that before.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm just trying to figure out why is Mill still there. He's like the longest GM that been with a team I I can remember for the Knicks. I mean, the team hasn't won anything. Since nineteen seventy-three. That's back with right. Earl Pearl Monroe. Black Jesus. And and at that time Phil Jackson was coming off the bench. That's the last thing they won a championship. Walk by <laughs> Fraser, who didn't want to play for the Cavaliers and asked for a trade and they trade him to New York. I guess it worked out for him because he the only they the only team that got a ring. That's the only banner they may have up there. But I'm not gonna knock the New York Knicks. But they got a great player, RJ Barrett. They put some talent around him. ASAP. ASAP. Because the Morris Twins out there trying to play bully basketball, that's not working. You're trying to be bullying people scoring on you left and right. Tristan Thompson looking like he'd be a... Tristan Thompson right now, I'm looking at Tristan Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, Colin Saxton. I'm looking at some of these guys as most improved players, man. Tentatives right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jump off topic with this one. Coming in, 2003, second pick of the NFL draft. Charles Rogers, of 38 years old, has passed away today. Now, I don't know where he passed passed away from or how he passed away. I'm confirming news that Charles Rogers, the wide receiver who played at Michigan State, a Saginaw native, has passed away at this young age of 38 years old. He played for the Detroit Lions. He couldn't stay healthy. He has some off-the-field issues. Uh, I I'm don't I'm not even want to talk about the off-the-field issues. Talk about The man, Charles Rogers, who played for Michigan State and played for his hometown team, the Detroit Lions, passed my prayers and thoughts on to his family up there in the Motor City, Saginaw. That's kind of tough one to use it, to lose a young man at the age of 38, and I'm sitting here at 34 years old. Take every day, precious, and as lightly as you can. You can be here today and gone tomorrow. So sending my condolences out for him. Moment of silence for a second. We back, <laughs> back to the um, back to the NBA. Look at the Lakers, seven and two. The Denver Nuggets, seven and two. Even the Houston Rockets at six and three sitting in that third spot. They something look kind of shaky about that team. I noticed right. watching that team. I don't know if you have you seen Marcus. Have you noticed that Eric Gordon touches of the basketball have went down a whole lot? This guy used to average seventeen points per game. He's just like averaging like eight.
0: All right. He's fighting for every basket, every shot attempt he gets.
1: He's fighting for every attempt, like you said. Second, Ben Capella' rebounds has went down because you got the triple-double monster over there. So I'm looking at his right. rebound. James Harden?
0: Yeah, and it's no coincidence that uh, Stephen Adams' rebounds have went up this year.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And I'm looking at the Houston Rockets team. This, the way this team is playing, they can actually blow some teams up. But their sock selection is is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. James Harden takes some horrible shots. This guy had the audacity the other night trying to shoot a one-legged three-pointer. James Harden being this bad, but don't be in your bag trying trying to play pig and horse in a 48-minute basketball. We say that for practice because that right there, that can't get the job done. Man, come on, James. Then you got Russell Rushbrook running full speed at one hundred and fifty miles per hour, stopping on the on the on the quickest of downs, trying to shoot threes and airball. Such a game, Russ never will be. To so Mike D'Antoni, y'all. Mike D'Antoni, aka Super Mario, that running gun offense that you run <laughs> does not work. Because your team don't play defense. Now, they work for the Warriors because they play small basketball, small-man basketball, but two guys play defense over there in Oakland. <laughs> your guys right. play offense and defense. And that defense is just enough to get <laughs> them by. I'm about to start right, like a mixtape I'm battle
0: reference.
1: <laughs> Matador. James Harden ain't playing deep. They hit to James Harden now. The referee is not sending James Harden to the free-throw line 20 times. I noticed that being cut down in half. This team of Houston Rockets don't. I think they got some valuable pieces on the board. I think they should have a where, okay, you know what? Everybody, everybody's eat. P.J. Tucker touches has went up. He's not the greatest. He's not the best. He's not one of the best shooters on the team. It's Eric Gordon. So it's a lot I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Utah Jazz. That Mike Colony pickup looking really nice over there in Utah. Donovan Mitchell played more freely now. We thought he did last year with uh, Ricky Rubio. One thing with Mike Colony, they went from a Cadillac to a Ferrari, and I'm looking at where you know Mike Colony can go off for of 20 and 30 every game at night because he commands a double team and a certain defensive play that's on him. So when he get closer to that bucket, he can throw up to to uh, Rudy Gobert. He can get outside to Joe Ingles. Then they got Bobanovic. Oh my, Boban, Boyan, Boban. Boyan Bobanovich? Oh. He can game winners. That team. That could be a dangerous team that might not want to play in the playoffs. I'm sorry. That could be a team that can make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Remember I said that here on Veterans Day? November was that November was that November eleven? Or November twelfth? Mm-hmm. November eleven. I said that today at 11. twelve thirteen. November eleven. I said that at twelve thirteen. Scott's Lemon with that team. The Phoenix Suns. Monty Williams is doing his thing over there. The Clippers at six and three still early. Dallas Maverick's another surprise team. Greg Popovich does it again, got his team right in the A.C., they getting in the playoffs. That team does a lot. But the one thing I'm not going to talk about the Spurs when they get to the playoffs, DeMar DeRozan got he to he find an outside shot, a three-pointer or something, because we know you can we dunk it and all you can do you is know, you shoot the 15-footer. But when that 15-footer ain't sometimes not working, sometimes you probably got to do take that three. He can he cannot shoot the three. He cannot. Um, could there be a possible reunion at the end of this contract year? For LaMarcus Aldridge to go back to Portland, he said he want to finish his career there.
0: I think it's a possibility. They really need. I mean, they still got Nurkic who gonna come back, and you know, um, was it Zach Collins? He's hurt, so they are gonna have to get rid of one of those two guys to make room for uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who I both think are at this point better players than him. I mean, maybe not Zach Collins but you know, he's still young. But when Nurkish come back. You know, LaMarcus, I think it's take said, that's
1: him over the top. I glad you said that. Do you feel like watching LaMarcus Aldridge since he got in San Antonio, he hasn't been the same LaMarcus Aldridge. He's been kind of disappointing. That's the word I'm going to go with. Disappointing. He's not the same LaMarcus Aldridge you know that will give you the same buckets than in Portland. He was a threat. He was a threat. Is it because playing with Portland that CJ McCullough and Damian Lillard know how to feed him? He's playing with these younger guys who don't know how to feed him. That's what I'm thinking about, because I'm looking at DeJounte Murray, a six-seven point guard, getting steals at will, easy, easy. Like I said, <laughs> defeating the Suns. Let's talk about these guys getting suspended. You got Deion Ridge getting suspended for 10 games, We're taking edibles, T-A-C. Edibles. Um, this is your year of the animals. suspensions, too. The year of the suspensions. You got John Collins, who's for 25 games, but taking a, a, a substance. I think his. Not, I don't think he was like a diuretic. something the team. He said the team gave it to him, but he said no, it wasn't. I'll take that back. I'm not gonna put it on the hawks. His quote was: <laughs> "They asked what he took. He said He don't remember taking that. He said he don't know how he take it." Um, sir, Mr. John Collins, you got a glass of water. You took that supplement and you swallowed it. That's how you took it. You what you mean? You don't know what you taking? Come on, man. Tell that to an idiot. Then you got DeAndre Ayton out here, twenty five games with taking a diuretic pill. I, I was telling myself I was talking. I said, "Man, he looked. I said he looked pretty good out there. He in shape. He went on the court like a gazelle." Out after right. I said that, after I said that, he's on a, it's on the a diuretic field. Now,
0: yeah, he gonna, I don't know if they gonna Um, I don't know where he fits. You don't know, you know where he fits. They didn't play so well without him. It's like, well, when he come back, where are they gonna fit him in? You know, most teams can be like, you know, yeah, we can't wait till we get our guy back. But you know, similar, you know, in football, you got the Saints, uh, Cam Newton; those guys go out, the team go on a win streak. So it's like, do we really need you, or should we now trade you to get something back that we really need?
1: Up the team will need when they come back because they can actually run a big, a, a big man sat down there with Baines and um, Aiton. And one thing I like about Aaron Baines, the big Australian, he bring a toughness to that team, and he rebounds. Kelly Ubre playing at a higher level. He playing defense. It, and like I said, young Devin Booker, man, he's one of the guys who went to that Kobe workout season, workout session during the offseason. season. Another guy who's putting his team on his back that can do some things. And you're looking at the Golden State Warriors, the Warriors. I'm, I'm let me be wrong. I the Warriors not one of my favorite basketball teams. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Being a basketball fan and being a realist, being a realist, them in this new building doesn't seem like the old one. The old one was more hype. They go on the run. You hear, Warriors, Warriors. You get to this new building. I mean, I know, I know they record 2-8, and eight, but this team still go on many runs. I don't get none of that same reaction. It's not the same. The, and, in Oakland, the, the yeah, San Francisco. Oakland? It's different. It's right. different. <laughs> right, right. You know, in Oakland, man, they was over there going crazy. I mean, it's so different. I haven't seen E40 at the game. Tell me when they go. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going. That's what it is. He ain't <laughs> <laughs> because because like you know what I'm saying. The bandwagon is real, folks. It's real. It's real. e he haven't. when when the awards won some championships, he ain't missed the game. Him him and Mister Fab. Tell me when to go. Right, you see him. I haven't seen him to the Warriors bench yet. Not forty war. not forty no, water. Half, Forty, no too
0: short. None of them
1: coming. None day. of them. I ain't seen him at the game yet, baby. Two and eight. Like I keep saying, I seen E forty in the Lakers game <clears throat> with a Kobe jersey on back in the day when they had Shaq. But they talk about they big Warriors fans. And Stephen A. Smith would say blasphemy. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. Jumping into, hey Marcus, we're gonna call this a year of the injury right now. That year of the hand injury. Steph Curry broken hand. Gordon Hayward fractured hand. Serge Ibaka high ankle sprain. And you got Kyle Lowry out due to his thumb again. Got probably got to get surgery on this. They talk about he might be out for the next two weeks. (sighs) Gordon Hayward is having. Having a good year, and one of his best years, he's been with Boston. He was averaging eighteen points, shooting fifty four percent from the field. That's one of the highest. He's the number one field goal leader in the league at, at the small forward right. position. That game so he goes down. Shot. Oh, me personally, also he, he he's a high fit, I fit to play for the Celtics because they don't they, they don't they the, the the offense looks different when he's in the game. Now, if, if, he, if he came to Cleveland and played for the Cavaliers, along with Kevin Love and LeBron and Kyrie, who knows? Maybe that, maybe that, that, them core cool guys would be together. But see, so he didn't want to play for a team that is dark and gray. I see it as gray. And, yeah. what do you say? It's, called, it's called a the of city. That part. So it was always looking gray. The Midwest, bro. You, you're from Indiana. I've been to Indiana. Indiana don't have nothing to offer. Period besides the Colts, that's the best looking thing there in Indiana. <laughs> the coach. It's, it's Lucas Oil Stadium. I've been through them streets. Franklin Street ain't got no good food. Like I'm trying to figure out what I got to eat when I get to Indiana. They ain't got no nothing. Nothing. So, Cleveland's a better city than Indiana. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike Epsy, I'm just being real. Indiana offer nothing, will always be home to other people no matter what. But for him to say that, you went to, you, was, you lived in Indiana. You're from Indiana. You say it's, it's great here. Butler University is right around the corner from my aunt's uncle. So I know what Indiana has to offer. Being honest. So D'Angelo Russell name is keep coming up with trading trading rumors. Now Draymond Green name has come up with trading rumors. No, it's so funny that that Draymond Green coming up. He signed that contract, got what he wanted. But I think I think I think Draymond Green might get shafted and get traded. Just because he should you should say, you know what? We're gonna trade you, man. We missed out on Kevin Durant because you wanna go out here and call him out his name on national TV as The Rock say in front of millions and millions.
0: <laughs> got that man feeling some type of way. Now he laughed. Well Pete, he
1: said we didn't okay. need him.
0: Let's All see right. how
1: much we we'll need him. See, he, he when everybody got hurt when when um when Steph got hurt two games later Draymond Green but he heard his pinky get tore some ligaments that's that loser limb Kobe Bryant played with a broken pinky on his shooting hand he was almost averaging forty in one month with that same broken pin, pinky and at the same time and he was going to court dealing with that issue and still putting up forty And Draymond Green this for the guy who sold all the wolf tickets he don't want no smoke because. This is going to be year. We're going to really see Draymond Green get exposed on the offensive end of the floor because you can't, because you can't, you can't play offense. You can't. We know you can play defense. You can't shoot the block. I want to see that Draymond Green. But guess what, folks? He will be back, so we can see him how he play because he will get exposed. He will get exposed. He don't have. He don't have. you don't have Steph Curry and Klay Outter to save him on a nightly basis. Now you got a list of guys like D'Angelo Russell. To save you. And uh what's the other guy who can play out his mind? Pa- Pascal. they playing cool. out of yeah. playing out of his mind. Another young guy. So it's a lot to look forward from that young t- from that team must once Draymond get back. Like I said there's a lot of injuries going around in the league. We're we gonna, we gonna wrap this hmm? Decimate. The world decimate.
0: The Warriors. I mean, even
1: if they come on the
0: everybody uh you know, Kevin Durant and Andy, They still will be in bad shape, you know, because Kevin Durant will be hurt, Clay right. will be hurt, right? Steph just hurt, broke his hand, and mm-hmm. um, and then Draymond, uh, pinky toe. I mean, his pinky finger, his pinky finger is uh is is broke or whatever's going on with it.
1: I, I think at, they still have the same record, right? And you, look, I think that Willie Collie Stein pickup looks. Uh, it was a bad pickup. I'm thinking he played two games since he's been there. Don't look, he, he don't fit. Really he, he did not fit that scheme in mold at no shape or form of fashion.
0: I mean, you, so, think you could do the uh Javale McGee, but I don't nah. think they
1: trust him to do that. Right, Marcus. How do you? Alright, we gonna go back to load management. How do you feel like? Load, how how do you think? How do you feel about load management in the NBA? Or you know, a guy is 100 percent healthy. And you know, he can play. No,
0: if he's 100 percent healthy, I think that he should play. It, it, it's like uh, using a sick day and you ain't really sick that's how i feel about it it's like you're not help you're not helping the team um they may be preserving you for later but you got to make it to later that's my whole thing if you're going to do low management you better be for sure you're going to be in the playoffs or deep in a playoffs otherwise it serves no purpose you know a team like the clippers yeah they can probably do the low management but any team that's not um that can't win enough games to make the playoffs without their superstars should not be doing low management. Like uh, you gotta make right. playoffs early, like you gotta like the Suns doing, they're making an early push to try to get in that playoff home. That way it leaves, right. you know, some error later. But I, I I think it goes against uh the, the spirit and uh, competitiveness of the game to just sit out for for tomorrow and tomorrow may never come.
1: So far this team already been fined a hundred thousand dollars. You know, some fans was mad because Kawhi Leonard and play on one of the primetime games, and I was looking for it. I'm, I'm, me personally, I don't care what what the player does, but just imagine for the people, like even though, I, yeah, just imagine for the people who's not invested into the game, who who pretty much you know what, this is the only time they can go to a basketball game to see Kawhi Leonard, and you know, we I'm fortunate enough to have an NBA lead pass, and you as well, and we get the luxury to watch him. But sometimes when you got that, when you off that next off day at of work, and you like you know I'm gonna stay up so I can see Kawhi. Leonard, Go out go at this certain team, and he's not out there playing. So fans felt a certain type of way, and right. it, it, I'm a, this goes all back to this guy named Greg Popovich. I want to say it's about what's about six six seasons ago, at the most that he sent. They were at the airport. He told Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker, Boris Diaw to go home. Don't play. When need you play? He said <laughs> the players ain't gonna play today. He said it was low management. Yo. Even though they won a championship in one of those low management years, <laughs> it's popping bitch's spot because certain players. You know, you come to a city, and that might be the only time. Like I said, that might be the only time that that family can enjoy you when you come to the city. People, are like, you know, I'm just go to this game only because I know they come to town. You don't get to see your favorite player. That kind of hurts. That kind of hurts. And the league, I think players are doing this too on purpose too. Like you know what, we play 82 game season. We play. We play all the way from October to to June
0: if you if you good enough to make it to June yes
1: right <laughs> you know some teams season some lot I mean, of you some teams some teams starting in october and end in the first week of november
0: <laughs> <laughs> right It's
1: over but we know but 10 games in the season <laughs> <laughs> well realistically i i i'm thinking that the i get put, put like this if they short to the lead, they already get put like this the players got what they wanted. They already got they already got a week of All-Star Weekend. They get a whole week off. On top of that, I think they should scale the games back from eighty-two to seventy two. Take ten games on the schedule. Change the playoff format. I would go to the format, the top eight teams in the east, the top eight teams in the west. You do an NCAA tournament based on seeding who who scored the most points in the season. Or right, you got the best record, that'd be your number one overall. No matter what. Treat like a college, ball, a college basketball season. No matter what, they got to come to your, your house and play. And so somebody beat them at the number one seed. Right. Okay. So, you know, it's still going to be – it's not going to be no one-and-done, folks. I think they should go first round, the best of five. Second round, the best of seven. Third round, the best of seven in the championship, the best of seven. The first round, to be honest with you, the, sometimes you look at the AC teams, you are, sometimes you look at the AC. they're not strong. They just snuck into the playoffs. I think you should go back to the old NBA playoff format, the best of three. Hey, you get swept in three, you get swept in three. They're just doing the home and home, the best of seven in the first round to have to make more revenue for the cities. Okay, I can understand that, but right now, sometimes four games in the first round, they can almost take you about six games or seven games now. It makes the season a little bit longer than what it is. Now you're going from an 82-game season to playoffs. Now you're playing almost a total of something. You make it to the championship. You're playing 116, 116 games. That's long. That's a long time. It's a long time. I mean, no, hmm. that is a long time. One hundred sixteen games because MLB baseball play one hundred sixty games. One hundred sixty that's their regular season, not counting playoffs. So once they get to the playoffs, is a possible? It's possible they can play almost almost north to hundred or to two hundred games. That's a lot of games. And baseball got the shortest months off. Pitchers, pitchers and catchers report to training camp in February. Marcus, tell me that season just ended
0: season just ended they already going back and that's why they always you know they always throwing it burning themselves out timing is at an all-time high mm-hmm. that's a that's a sport that well they kind of do get low management you know they got a uh they do a full man rotation you know you're not playing right. every game you know it's, it's a different pitcher almost every game in the series you know, right. so they, they kind of get a break
1: yeah that pitcher that's like saying your your ace pitched first. He pitched he pitched the first game of that series. You won't see that. You will see your ace to the next series. <laughs> so they get a they get a week off. The catchers every now and then they they switch the catchers up. To, the catcher might go on a on a break. Like you said, they switch everything up. You know, sometimes that man who was at the, as a designated hitter, he don't go on the field. He got an easy week. He don't feel none of that thing, none of that stuff. So uh, moving right along, before we're we going to wrap this up, we gonna talk, we're going to going straight into the NFL. With the playoffs chart today, in the AFC New England is 8-1, the Ravens 7-2, the Texans 6-3, the Chiefs 6-4, Buffalo 6-3, and the goddamn Pittsburgh Steelers 5-4. they Wait can be playing for a wild card. In the NFC, you got the 8-0 49ers, whoever thought they would be undefeated, still going this far. The Green Bay Packers 8-2. The Saints look different at 7-2. Dallas Cowboys, 5-4. The Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks, 7-2. And Mr. You like that? Vikings is 7-3. Rams, the Rams is not the same team. Todd Gurley is hurt. Um, Aaron Donald is their best player on defense. The Eagles is not the Eagles. The Panthers playing some nice football. They all 5-4. The Colts and Raiders have 5-4. But the Raiders and the Colts is actually shocking people. And I thought the Pittsburghers right now are playing some of, his, some of the best football. They played Thursday night against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns was the sexy pick for teams to represent the uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, if you had to pick an MVP right now for the NFL, who would be your MVP right now? MVP MVP, MVP, and Coach of the Year. Uh,
0: coach of the Year, MVP. Uh, if I had to go with an MVP, I would go with um,
1: –
0: I'm going to go with uh, – Dang, I, I can't pick a player. I would. I want to pick the uh, San Francisco 49 defense. Um, so I guess the best player on their defense will be Nick Bosa. So I want to go with him as the MVP.
1: Ooh, and I would that, say, oh, ooh, as a rookie, you want to rookie as the MVP? Man, he's been playing
0: on his mind. I think you know he's the face of that defense. Um, I think they're, you know, without the, you know, the, their cornerbacks, their cornerbacks, you know, that back backfield is like probably the best in the league with Richard Sherman. <laughs> leaning in charge, he wouldn't get as much of attention as he he is now because of how good their defensive backfield is. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said if if I could put a whole unit, I would say the San Francisco 49ers defense is the MVP. Um, If we're going to go for a coach of the year, Um, I'm also, I'm going to switch it I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings head coach. You know, that's a team, you know, a lot of people weren't expecting to, um, to be as good as they are. They beat Dallas yesterday. You know, they mm-hmm. changed out their offensive game. Plan. You know, they're Not running that. down and cook, uh, to the moon and back, and it's working out for them, you know, and it got, like you said, Mr. You like that back there leading the charge.
1: Kirk Cousins. All right. All right. If I had a coach of the year for me, it'd probably be Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers, 8-0. This is the same guy who is running the Browns offense, and the Browns let him go. The Browns didn't want to bring him in to give him the head coach in vacancy, which I thought was kind of crazy because I'm looking at his, at his scheme, what he does, put stuff together, running that West Coast offense. Man, he, that's what you want, especially for a player like Baker Mayfield. Jimmy G, I heard, look, Jimmy G, I heard looking fabulous. Second and foremost, he's the predecessor of Tom Brady. to go along with some other guys who who are back up, like Jacoby Brissett. Uh, at Indy. He's another one who's doing good. I'm going with Kyle Shanahan's my MVP. I mean, I'm, Kyle Shanahan's my coach of the year. Um, MVP, everybody keeps saying Russell Wilson because he's doing it with nobody. Like He has nobody back there. He's just doing everything himself. I'm going to go with another one. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, yeah. He can run the ball and he can throw it. I was one of the guys who was saying, you know, I don't trust Lamar because he, he, he can't throw that ball downfield like how you want. How you want him to. You can tell he picked up some weight. He'd been in the weight room. He got a little bit bigger so he could take more hits. That's a plus. And you notice know this what's so crazy? Lamar Jackson is talking on the field. He's showing you what he do on the field. Then he come talk to you later. As he said, not too bad for a running back, huh? <laughs> this guy, this guy right here is a 2.0 Michael Vitt. It's scary that y'all said that because this guy can read a defense. Michael Vitt wasn't your best de- defensive reader on the field. This guy can really read a defense, and he's leading the team. Hollywood Brown, they lit that 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 between them. Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown—that's a nightmare for some team. I think when they lost to Cleveland, they got thumped. I think that woke the, the the Ravens up. Like, yo, we got thumped. They thinking like, yo, we got thumped by the Cleveland Browns. Really, the Cleveland Browns. Every since then, they've been thumping everybody. Even your defending champions, New England Patriots. The Patriots didn't have an answer for Lamar Jackson. He's the reason why I pick him as my MVP. This team right here, they 7-2. They can shock some people. Thursday night football, folks. The Browns, Steelers. Go over the pick. I'm taking the Browns to win that game by six points at home. They got three games at home. This would be, be the second game at home right here. This, they said they want to go 10-6. Let's do it now. Don't be about right. it. Don't talk about it. Be about it.
0: This is like every game's uh Playoff season games. of the line now, right? So they gotta beat Pittsburgh twice. They gotta go to Baltimore. Yeah, they, they gotta Cincinnati beat Baltimore. Twice. They gotta beat Cincinnati yeah. twice, and you know Baltimore gonna have that game circled in their calendar. So, like you said, they dumped them early in the season. They got it circle. So that's gonna be the game to determine the Browns' fate. That game against Baltimore,
1: right? Like I said, if they want to win, if they can beat Cincinnati twice, that you'll be three and zero. The division gonna really be Baltimore already. Now if you beat Pittsburgh, if you beat Pittsburgh tomorrow. You'd be two and on the division. You had the best record in the division. If you can go undefeated in your division, you would get a wild card spot. All right.
0: So that's the one then, thing I don't get about the uh, NFL playoff because you know, they got the division. If you go undefeated in your division, do you get the division championship or is it still going by best record?
1: No, so if you if you win your division, you become division because 'Cause they'd be undefeated. They'd be division champion, no matter what. They can get, like Lamar Jackson got the best record. But if they go undefeated in the division, they like yo, they want undefeated division, so they become a division champions. That they, they still be a wild card team, but overall, since then, Baltimore might had the best record, which is okay. weird how theirs play out. Right. the last team that the right, the last team that was a wild card team that went ten and six and won a Super Bowl, was the, was, was the Pittsburgh Steelers with Jerome Bettis, and he won the Super Bowl at home because he's from Michigan. They sent the bus home, took the tires off and set the tire, set the bus down. That's the last team who was a wild card team and went in and wrecked habit. Okay. So you don't want to play a wild card team that's hungry, that had nothing to lose. Um, like I said, folks, if you don't have NBA lead pass, we would we, we tell you, please go purchase it. It's a must-have. This season right here, this season can't get any better. Like I said before, this season has been nothing but a dandy. You don't know who you want to watch on a certain night. Cause because because every every matchup that's out there on the floor is almost pretty much even. And you're going to get your money's worth. And on that note, thank you guys for listening and tuning in for After Hours Live for the Man Cave Podcast. You can catch us on all platforms, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. We are here to stay. If you're not up to with us on our social media, we are definitely on Twitter too, at After Hours Live for the Man Cave. I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. This is your co-host, my team? We out of here. Peace.
0: Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Life from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.